0: Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. This episode, we are learning about John Calvin.
1: You might be familiar with him from his authorship of the Institute of Christian Religion and Reformation leader in Geneva, Switzerland. Let's take a closer look.
0: My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: My oldest child, Lila.
1: Hey, y'all.
0: The middlest boy, Eddie.
1: Hey, all listeners.
0: And our littlest sapling, Nora.
1: Hey, y'all. Uh-oh, you forgot one.
0: What? One of our furry little creatures is in the recording, is in Studio VB with us.
1: That's right. We have a gray little kitty, and he's got little white paws, and his name is Brucie. Yeah.
0: And moving on to John Calvin.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's going to be talking. We're going to teach Brucey about John
2: Calvin. Uh-huh. He looks so comfortable in mommy's arms. He might.
0: The only reformed cat in the world.
2: <laughs> he, loves, he loves me. He just loves me. Yes, diamond eyes. Yeah, he does have diamond eyes. He does have diamond eyes. It's true. He does have.
0: All right. So let's learn a little bit about John Calvin, all right?
2: Okay.
0: He was born in France in the year 1509, all right? His dad was a lawyer for the church, and so his dad wanted him to go into the priesthood. That was a pretty good job in that day. Mm-hmm. So when John got old enough, his dad sent him to Paris to go to school to be trained up to be a priest, and something bad happened, though.
2: What is that bad thing?
0: His dad had a falling out with the church. You see, his dad was starting to see some corruptions within the church and he confronted them on it. We don't really have too many of the details, but we just know there was some turmoil there, some kind of conflict. And so he wrote to John and he said, I don't want you to go in the priesthood anymore. You need to become a lawyer like me. John was sent over to Orleans to law school where he actually had one of the world's leading Latin and Greek teachers and he got to study under him. He met a priest Calvin actually helped him write his sermons. Now, his sermons were full of Reformation themes and topics of the Reformation. So the people in this town recognized that these sermons had some Reformation themes in them. And they weren't sounding very Catholic. They were sounding very much like the Reformation. And they were going to drive them out of town. And they knew Calvin helped him write the sermon too. So they chased him out of town. They were going to arrest him.
2: That's really bad.
0: So then John was just traveling city to city, and what he really wanted to do was just be a scholar. He just wanted his books and a pen and paper, and he wanted to be all alone. He didn't want to be near anybody.
1: <laughs> you guys ever feel like that? Kind of,
2: sometimes, always.
0: Always?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I just want a Ninjago book, my bed, an empty room. Only
1: with me of John Calvin wanted a Bible, not a Ninjago book. But at least you can relate a little bit.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. And a stack of
2: books. Mm-hmm.
0: So Calvin wrote his first edition of the Institutes of Christian Religion. And it was a letter to the king telling him, hey, this is what true Christian teaching is. This is what true Christian doctrine is. thought uh, persecuting people who believe these doctrines. Calvin found himself in Reformed Geneva. Geneva kind of liked the idea of the Reformation and being detached from the Church of Rome because then that meant they didn't have any leaders above them. They kind of wanted to rule themselves. And there was a class of people called the Libertines. Now, the Libertines were people who just didn't want to follow any commandments.
2: Whoa, that's kind of bad. I'm scared.
0: And there was a lot of commandments being broken in Geneva. Calvin's friend, Pharrell, convinced him to become a pastor there. And Calvin didn't want to at all. He actually said that he would rather die.
1: God has a sense of humor, doesn't
0: he? (laughs) Yeah. So then Calvin went to Geneva and pastored, and he hated every single day of it. And he fought with the people of Geneva, tried to get them to come to church more, and tried to institute Christian doctrines in their city. And guess what happened?
2: What?
0: What? They voted and kicked him out. (laughs) So then Calvin went to Germany, and in Germany, he ministered to French refugees, because he was French, of course, and could speak their language.
1: Do you know what a refugee is? No. no. A refugee is someone who has to leave their homeland for some reason.
0: For their own safety.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually because there's a danger to stay in their homeland, so they have to flee so, somewhere else. So,
2: like, uh... On Narnia, when the, their house is getting attacked by airplanes with bombs and
1: stuff? Kind of, yeah. There were some people during the war that were that had sent their children, kind of like a refugee, but mm-hmm. they usually went to their family member's house in a different country or something. But yep, you're right. That's kind of like a refugee. Like the girl that they sent them to? hmm mm-hmm. Like their uncle? They went to their uncle's house? Mm-hmm.
0: And so, during this time, a lot of people were leaving their countries because... If you believed in the doctrines of the Reformation, you were being persecuted. You were being arrested, maybe even killed. Mm-hmm. You were losing your job. All kinds of bad things were happening to people who were Reformed. In Germany, the Reformation was actually very popular because that was where Luther was from. And John Calvin got to minister to French refugees in Germany. He met his wife there, too. Uh-. After a few years, guess what happened in Geneva? What? No, I didn't. There were no bombs at this time. Any. <laughs> they missed John Calvin. What? Yeah, they missed him, even though they hated him so much.
2: That they kicked them, him
0: out. Right. Yeah, I think they realized what they lost when they kicked him out, and they were just like, "We need a pastor like that again." Things are not going well, and it took it took a while for them to convince him to come back because he thought. Really? Come back to the city that kicked me out? I don't no, think so. Oh, thank you. What would you do?
2: I'd say, nope, you kicked me out. I would not come here again. I would be like kind of bold. I'd be like, you really want me here again?
0: Well, John Calvin came back, but with a list of demands. He said, if I'm coming back, things are going to happen this way. And he really just wanted things to be done biblically. Now, one of the greatest things John Calvin ever did, you guys, was Write. He wrote so much, and he preached so much. He preached twice on Sunday and almost every day of the week for years. That's a lot of sermons.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot of sermons. He must really like to preach.
0: Yeah, and many people have looked at all of the books... He's written, and all the sermons he wrote and everything, and they just go, how did he ever have the time to do all this stuff? It was almost like he just never stopped writing. The pen was always going. One of the other important things to know about John Calvin's life, especially in light of how much work he did, was that he was always sick. There's hardly a time when he wasn't fighting some sort of ailment. Now think about it. When you're sick, how much work do you want to do?
2: Zero. Zero. I just want to lay in my bed. So
0: how much so how, how much work do you think you'd get done if you were always sick?
2: Only uh, 6%.
0: <laughs>
2: Strangely specific. Right.
0: Well, John Calvin was sick all the time and he still got all that done and he still did all that preaching. He never stopped. He just kept going. Wow. Pretty remarkable, isn't it? So another very famous quote um, and phrase that came out of Geneva that John Calvin instituted was the phrase is post tenebrous lux and that means after darkness light and
1: can you John, guys say that
0: say post tenebrous lux
2: post tenebrous not
0: tenebrous tenebrous lux
2: lux <laughs>
1: <laughs> l- l-
2: l- and what does it mean after darkness
1: there's such a long period of time where people couldn't read scriptures because they couldn't read Latin. So for the longest time, there was this darkness and this ignorance that crept over Europe. And people weren't able to read scriptures. And John Calvin decided it's time for that to change. So after all those many years of darkness, light. He was going to share light and the truth of God's word.
0: One of the ways John Calvin did this was he preached through books of the Bible. He would start at the beginning of the book, and he would preach through the chapters and all the way to the end of the book. That wasn't done by anyone else. So that was revolutionary. And what he did was he had that quote posted above a door where the rulers of Geneva would go and meet and make decisions. So John Calvin was trying to influence every little bit of that city and every little aspect of life with that encouragement.
1: What inspires you about John Calvin's life? That even if he was sick
2: a whole bunch, he'd keep on working.
1: Milo, why do you think that that is inspiring? Do you think he was working because he just really liked to work? Or do you think he was working because he thought that it was important work? I think he, he worked because he was important to work. Nora, what did you like about John Calvin?
2: Um, I like that he preached the gospel.
1: Yeah, the truth?
2: That's awesome. I liked that um, no matter what sickness he had, he still kept on preaching.
0: What do you guys like about the post tenebrous Luke's quote? What do you guys like about that?
2: I think that's pretty cool.
0: Another thing John Calvin emphasized was the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. And this is why the doctrines of grace are nicknamed Calvinism, because they are all about The sovereignty of God and they are all about how God is in control of everything, including our own salvation and all of history. John Calvin really, John Calvin really took that to heart and applied it to every area of life. And so I think that's one of the greatest things that John Calvin passed on to us. And so we hope that this was beneficial for you to learn a little bit about John Calvin. We hope that you join us next week for Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids.
2: See ya!